the next thing isn't going to be the thing that changes everything until you honor where you're at right now, where you start to soak it in, you feel into the moment, you celebrate, you have fun, um, you take that in because you've done so much to get to that point. If you're just bypassing it and you're right on to it, it's like it didn't even matter and the universe isn't going to give you more of that if, if it's like, oh, She's just going to like bypass it. She's not really going to be that excited about it. And so there's a big piece of celebration that comes with that. But also celebration is owning your power too. Hey everyone, welcome back to Self Love Letters. Thank you so much for all the love on the last episode. When I posted that, I had such a vulnerability hangover the next day. Like, I uploaded it at 1.30 in the morning, didn't even talk about it on Instagram until like the afternoon. And even in between then, I got so many messages of love and support. And even since then, this has been my most listened to episode in one week's time. And I'm just blown away. And I think that's incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, I got that number of plays in one week that some of my old episodes used to have. And that's bonkers. Who are you people? Thank you for being here. Oh, I'm just so honored and grateful that you are here to listen and learn because I think that's a really cool thing that you've committed yourself to taking some time when you could be like listening to music or listening to whatever else not just to listen to me but to like listen to what I'm learning and how I'm learning and what I'm doing to grow and how you can also do that because I think it's cool to like develop as a person you know It's fine. So I am pleased to share that today on the podcast, I have Erin Porter. Erin is a spiritual business coach, a projector in human design, just like me, and a former student affairs professional, also like me, and also like a handful of you out there. I know. I know you're listening. Um, We really dove in on burnout and chronic illness in this episode When I first left student affairs, I started realizing that my burnout was a little more than just regularly being burned out. I was so tired that I couldn't do a lot of things that I wanted to do. I would feel sick regularly every couple of months, the same type of illness, and I couldn't tell what it was because it wasn't anything conventional. I remember being on stage about the same time last year in a musical singing my big solo and I felt like I was going to pass out and it wasn't from not eating it wasn't from nerves it was from this random sickness that I'd had that I haven't really talked about up until this point so I realized that I had Epstein-Barr virus which we don't really go into a lot in this episode, but Erin deals with as well. And she gives a lot of tips for people who are 
maybe facing a chronic illness as well, people who are super burned out, and how you can combat those getting to those horrible points by taking a second to breathe and to celebrate your accomplishments along the way. Erin is so wise. There are so many good nuggets in here. I had the hardest time choosing the opening snippet in this episode. Without further ado, here is my episode with Erin Porter. I was really excited that you agreed to be on the podcast because it feels kind of like you you're like my coach's coach so you're like my grand coach so like the fact that like you know I exist is very cool and very weird so thanks for being here. Of course thank you for asking me. <laughs> yeah so um can you tell us a little bit about yourself who you are what you do what's your story? Yeah yep um so my name's Erin I'm a business and mindset coach um for online coaches and I got started in the world um, back in the day in student affairs, actually, um, as you know, you did too. And it's it was a wild journey of you know going through grad school. It's a, at the same point in time, I was also starting a health and fitness business as well. So I started off in network marketing, and then I was doing personal training, online coaching. I found out at one point in time that people did their own health and fitness coaching online, and I'm like, wow, I can do that too. I can have my own program. So I got into that world, and then as I was transitioning I was doing a lot of business coaching and marketing and running content creation for a lot of different companies and you know I did that in when I worked um, at the University of Florida back in the day too so there's just a lot of different ways that I was doing that that's what I love to teach within my network marketing team and I just kind of naturally transitioned into doing full-on business coaching and mindset coaching a lot of that inner work I like to do NLP with people which is neuro-linguistic programming so um, you know reprogramming your subconscious mind alchemy healing which is energy healing and just a lot of other different modalities between like hypnotherapy and all that. So I love just having like a wide variety of ways that I help people because, you know, with our business, it's really about the strategy, the spirituality and the healing that has to come through it. And so that's how I kind of gotten, you know, to the place that I'm at now and navigating that um, that journey of leaving my full-time job, jumping all in, and then transitioning in my business even several times too from leaving network marketing to go into to the health and fitness coaching world, then to go into, you know, business and mindset coaching. So it's been a magical journey, but I'm here. <laughs> and yeah, that's a little bit about kind of like me and my story and how I've gotten to this point. That's awesome. And I know you've had a bunch of different um, programs and other things that you've put out into the world for other entrepreneurs like myself. Um, I've noticed a lot of them are burnout to X, you know, that kind of stuff. So it seems like burnout plays a big part of your story, which is not surprising coming from student affairs, but that's a conversation for another day (laughs) or today. Who knows where this is going to go? What is your story surrounding burnout? How did you like first recognize that that's what it was and how do you think you got there? Yeah, so I really didn't recognize that honestly for 
I'm 28 now, probably the first 25 years of my life. Um, even before, like I, my mom always tells this story and now I'm like, oh my God, this is where it began. Before I started kindergarten, I had three goals. I had to be able to tie my shoes, ride my bike without training wheels and blow a bubble with bubble gum. And then I was like also trying to like self-teach myself to read. And that's where it kind of kicked on was this, um, a lot of my like inner child, which is a lot of things I love to teach on. You know, for me, it started then where I was in this like, go, 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 do all the things, always say yes never slow down, run, 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 run from five years old. This is where this all began. And so in high school, um, so, you know, I'm same thing. I'm doing all the different things, class president saying, yes, you know, the people pleaser in me, which is a whole big piece of this too, wanting to do everything from a place of excitement, but also a place of like needing to feel enough. I mean, that definitely was part of my story. And I was diagnosed with mono and I was actually in the hospital. I got transferred even to like a bigger hospital for about a week and a half because my spleen was so big and it was really enlarged and it fun, kind of funny off story from that as a projector I have a splenic authority and so it's funny okay. because I was not living in my you know projector life so I just thought that was like um ironic that that was the thing that was so enlarged but that happens with mono and so obviously you know when you get mono you get Epstein-Barr virus and that happened and I never thought it was because I was doing too much. You know, I just was like, oh, yeah, it just happens to everybody in high school, went along my way. Um, throughout college, I was the same thing. You know, it was 6 a.m. to 11 o'clock every single night working three jobs on campus, plus sorority, plus orientation, you know, all these things that, you know, we do as, as excitement, went into grad school as well. And at that point, I was also doing um, figure competitions, um, and I was also recovering from an eating disorder that I had for years, um, uh, gosh, most of my life, honestly. So between all those different things, I started noticing my body changing a lot in the past couple years. And I was like, wow, something feels off. But anytime I went to a doctor, they're like, nothing, you know, nothing is wrong, nothing is wrong. And I was like, something is wrong. And so I went to a naturopathic doctor and she's like, yeah, you, you have adrenal fatigue. Like, I could just tell you that from just the way that you're describing so many of your things. And I had kind of started looking at it. And then we ran blood tests. You know, my B vitamins were completely low. Like, it was just kind of crazy to look at everything. And then that's when I began my holistic journey. But I realized it wasn't going to change with just supplements. It wasn't going to change with me just taking all these different things. There was some deep healing and reprogramming that needed to happen in order for me to really heal from this. And a lot of that was boundaries. I had zero boundaries. People pleasing, staying in things too long, wanting to make everybody else happy. I mean, I could list on and on and on. And so there was a huge realization that, yes, I was just go, go, go all the time. But there was also um, a lot of internal stuff that was happening within that, too, that just taking some B vitamin supplements and watching what I was eating wasn't going to cure if I didn't stop mm -hmm. at the rate that I was going. Wow. The whole no boundaries and people pleasing thing just like hit me in the wrong way too because I have been there and I know several people who listen to this show that it is definitely what they've experienced too. And I also had mono when I was in college. It was my senior year and I had literally everything pile on at once. I had my senior recital. I was an RA. I was doing 400 other things. And then mono kind of knocked me out a little bit. But recently I started experiencing more mono-like symptoms. And I never really connected the fact that I was still dealing with Epstein-Barr from that. And I've actually kind of been, 
I don't know the right way to say it. Like, I almost don't even believe myself in that, like, it's a real thing that I'm dealing with and it's not just in my brain. Have you had a similar experience like that? Although I'm sure because you went to your naturopathic doctor, you had blood work checked out and that kind of stuff that there was more validation there. But did you experience something similar with that? Yeah, I think there were definitely times where I was like, is this what's happening? Is this what's going on? Like, am I supposed to feel this way? Am I just tired? Because, I mean, at the, at, even when I was realizing that I had um, adrenal fatigue, I was teaching group fitness classes. So I was waking up at 3.45 in the morning to go teach mm-hmm. and then sometimes was teaching at night too. And so there was this internal batter, battle of, am I just tired because I'm up early and I'm doing all these different things or is something wrong? And it was like in my gut and my soul just knew. It was like, okay, there's something that's off here. You know this, mm-hmm. but it was. It was this question and it was kind of like this thing that I'd always put to the wayside that I was like, I just always know I'm going to be tired. Like, you know, they say after you have mono and you have chronic fatigue and that just kind of goes with you and so for so many years of my life I was just kind of in this like that's just how it's gonna be that's how it's gonna be and then I got to a point where I was like no it's not just gonna be this way anymore there's something deep that's going on I need to go figure this out because this is not how life is supposed to be and I can tell you from being tired for years and years and years when I got the help and the support that I needed in all areas I was like wow I'm like I've been so tired for so long and like that's not normal and that's not how it's supposed to feel or or it's supposed to be so I think that was a big wake-up call too it's like I didn't know life outside of not being tired and drained and burnt out and overwhelmed and all of these different feelings I was feeling so yeah if you're feeling this way and you're listening to this it's not just this normal programming that we think we're supposed to have or that we almost take on as an identity. I mean, I think in, I mean, I think in thinking in student affairs too, it was almost like this battle of who's the busiest and who's the like most tired. And it was almost yeah. like this like competition. I'm like, why are we competing about who's the most burnt out, exhausted, overworked and underpaid? Like this is not a fun like race mm-hmm. to be in. Um, so I think that all, like so many different life factors also synced into that too. So hopefully that kind of answers your question a little bit. Oh yeah, it totally does. And I do want to go back and touch on the human design thing for a quick second because I've been obsessed with like learning even more about it and I had Christina Echevarria on the podcast a little while ago to talk all about it so if you are listening and you have no idea what we're talking about go a couple episodes back you'll figure it out Um, but we're both projectors as well so it seemed like in those earlier years with having 400 goals before you're two years old you know or somewhere around there um you didn't it didn't seem like that is totally aligned with your human design and your splenic authority was totally off with mono so how did you get back into the flow of where you are currently yeah so this like the flow that I feel like I'm in currently like really living in my feminine really living in um you know the projector where I just sit back and relax was so new and so unknown like I lived in the hustle go 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 you know do all the things and so it was really weird for me and really hard honestly if I'm being like 1000% honest to slow down um I really knew I had no other choice and so I was like okay you know what like everyone says I should be slowing down I started working with a coach that really you know was into um just celebration and helping me understand that like you don't have to do all the things and I was like you know what I've spent my entire time in business trying to push and force and you know do 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 like have all the pieces laid out I'm like I'm like F it like I'm just gonna sit back and just like 
be for a while because I was feeling burnt out even again in that. And so I was like, okay, let me just try this. Let me just try like playing, going, experiencing pleasure, like, you know, doing all these things, um, leaving relationships that were no longer serving me, all of this. And it was like in that moment, my like income and my business began to like triple. And I was like, what? Like I just needed to like relax a little bit more and go play and heal my inner child and experience pleasure and do all these things. And in, in that moment, I was like, oh, okay, this works. I mean, this was a couple years ago, like before I was even really understanding anything about human design, hadn't heard of it. And then as I then heard human design, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. This is why I, when I began to do all those things that I began to see so much success because I was just being, I was focusing on me and who I was and what lit me up and what felt good rather than trying to again people please and also run my business in a way that wasn't serving me because I think a lot of the times in the online space we are taught to as much as you can do that's how much you're going to receive and that didn't feel in alignment so I just kind of like scrapped everything went a different way and things began to change from there so it was kind of like a fun experiment but also it's like oh, okay this is right this is and since then I never really went back like yeah I have seasons where I'm in mean, more of that hustle, more of that doing energy. Um, but I also can catch myself when I'm in it and be like, okay, I'm feeling like I'm doing a lot right now or I've said yes to a lot. Let me sit back and reevaluate and see where I need to go with everything. What is the easiest or path of least resistance type way to get to that point, to get comfortable with saying no and to put up those boundaries and to stop being such a people pleaser? in your opinion. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, you know, I was that serial person that said yes to everything. And I was like, all right, first of all, let me just sit back for a moment. And before I say yes, within seconds and being the first person to volunteer for something, just sit back and don't do that like as fast and just sit back and ask myself, like, do I really want to do this? Or am I doing this for a different purpose? Like, is this what I really feel called to do? And if I am feeling called to do that, and if at some point it's no longer serving me, then I'm going to allow myself to say no. And so that was a big piece of it too, is just not committing myself to everything, not saying yes to everything, not wanting to be that helper. Um, and then also, I was going to say something else with that too, kind of with the um, with the boundaries, I had to start looking within myself and being really realistic with myself of saying, where am I spreading myself too thin? Where do I you know, need to outsource or where do I need to say no or where do I need to leave something or whatever it might be? And those were the first ways I just had to really evaluate so many different areas of my life and be really clear with myself and be really open that it was going to be hard and that it wasn't going to be easy or fun for me at first because it was so you know it's 20 something years of different programming and just allowing myself to do that and so there's a big connection between like boundaries and receiving and all of those different things so just taking a step back and listening to myself first before I committed was huge for me I agree I still struggle with that too like I always want to be the first to help and um, in my my current nine to five, uh, I'm working in a registrar's office. And before that, I was in residence life. So there are a lot of residence life questions that come up. And I love having all the answers. And sometimes I feel like my worth is based on how much I know. And I feel like I have to volunteer that information to like be helpful and useful. And then I'm like, eh, it's literally not my job anymore. And sometimes, like, I still catch myself doing that. So I find that it's sometimes tough to, like, 
actually realize that, hey, wait a second, we're readjusting here. We're focusing on something else, hoping for a different result. So I feel you there for sure. With that too, it just kind of came to mind. Something that I realized is a lot of times I was doing it in order to feel enough. Like I was saying yes because I wanted to feel worthy and I that felt really good for me. And it was almost like this high that I got being the one that kind of got to come in, save the day, have all the questions, have all the answers, be able to help out, fix everything. And then I realized I'm like, wow, this is really more of an ego thing. This makes me feel good. And while I know that sounds probably kind of like ass backwards if you're listening to that, it's like, oh, but I'm a good person. But I was like, I was getting this internal satisfaction and feeling my love and my worthiness was connected to that. And so while it seemed like it was coming from a good place and it, and it was genuinely, I was also like having the, my worthiness received from that. And so I think that that's a good connection. I was kind of like making that as you were saying, I was like, oh yeah, that was a huge realization for me too. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm still doing that work sometimes. I realized a lot in my last job that like I was the go-to person. I knew everything. Everyone liked me. And like taking this new position was definitely like a decrease in status for me because I'm not around students who want to tell me everything about their lives and that kind of stuff. So just getting also my head out of my ass a little bit and like focusing on myself and what I needed um, was just interesting. So you mentioned before that your coach helped you emphasize celebration. And I noticed that thread run through a lot of your work and a lot of your live videos, your podcast episodes. Why is that actually so important to include in everyday life, even if you're not an entrepreneur? Yeah, so celebration and gratitude is the ultimate form of manifestation. When you feel good, um, when you're celebrating, when you have, you know, when, when you're grateful for what's happening, you put out the vibration that that feels good, that you want more of that. And what I was doing in the past was on to the next thing, on to the next thing, go, 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 never stop, slow down and be in the moment because there's more shit that I got to do. Like I, there's 10 more things on this to-do list or there's 10 more goals to achieve. Why should I stop and celebrate where I'm at now? And so what I was putting out was that, there is always something more to be doing and well and there is like if you're listening to this and you run a business or you have another goal like there's always going to be another goal but what we have to realize is the next thing isn't going to be the thing that changes everything until you honor where you're at right now where you start to soak it in you feel into the moment you celebrate you have fun um you take that in because you've done so much to get to that point if you're just bypassing it and you're right on to it it's like it didn't even matter and the universe isn't going to give you more of that if, if it's like oh She's just going to like bypass it. She's not really going to be that excited about it. And so there's a big piece of celebration that comes with that. But also celebration is owning your power too. And it's allowing yourself to say, wow, I'm a big deal. Like I was able to do this. And I always battled trying to stay like humble, um, but also, you know, wanting to celebrate. So it's like I didn't want to share all my stuff when people would say to me like, oh, you know, you did such a great job. Like, oh, thank you. Like, I couldn't receive that either. So there's a huge connection between celebration and being open to receive and allowing those things to come in and then really anchoring in that feeling that it feels good. So celebration is important because you are honoring yourself. You're showing gratitude. You're getting excited about all the things that you've done and you're, le- you're letting yourself live in the present moment for once rather than just kind of, you know, scraping by it and moving on to the next thing. What is the best way to actually kind of embody the receiving mode for people that have literally never heard of it and 
feels totally unnatural for them to do that. Yeah, um, receiving was one of the hardest things for me in the beginning, too. Um, I wanted to be the person that could do it all and take it all on and not ask for help. I felt a lot of guilt asking for help. And, you know, when you want to receive something, especially if you're thinking about business or life in general, if you can't ask for help or if you can't allow someone to take care of you or help you or support you in some way, um, again, that connects with like money, clients, business stuff, um, relationships, whatever that might be. You're just kind of saying like, I don't need that. No, thank you. And receiving energy is huge because we want to be able to feel taken care of. And so, um, you know, a big connection that I think a lot of people have for that is like that it's safe to receive. And one of the ways that I began to do that is even when someone would hold the door open for me or off or offer to like help me with groceries or something is just saying like, thank you. I received that without needing to justify why I needed the help. Because if you're justifying why you need something or why you need help or if someone you know helps you with something you go on this whole long tangent like thank you like oh my goodness but I I couldn't be able to do this or even compliments or anything like again you're just blocking out that it's not safe for you to receive or that you're not worthy of receiving when you are worthy just because you are not because you need to justify so if you're really opening yourself up to receiving in all the ways start looking where you do receive all the time whether that's abundance in your life whether that's someone helps you out with something whether um you know you really need something off of your plate and you just need to ask for it again without justification like you can be like you can ask for help you can be overwhelmed you can have all these different things but you don't need to justify why it can just be because it is and then once you start receiving everything start opening yourself up for it say thank you I received that and then get into the mode of celebration after it comes in whether it's a penny on the ground someone holding the door open for you whether that's you know someone helping to carry something for you instead of needing to feel that you need to do it all on your own all the time allow yourself to have and receive that can be one of the hardest things to do for sure. I still um, I still struggle with that because I'm moving out of an apartment and um, I should have done it a long time ago and I should have asked for help a long time ago, but I still didn't because, you know, it's, it's easy to get stuck in those patterns. When it is really easy to slip back into those patterns and those habits that exacerbate your burnout and your chronic illness, how do you... What are some ways to help maintain your energy and motivation through that in order to stay strong, in order to say like, hey, I do need to reach out and ask for help with this and kind of put yourself on the path of least resistance to just feel better? Do you know what I mean? Did that make sense? Yeah, I think the way that I do this is listening to my intuition and really listening to myself because you'll get the hits of it if you're open and you and you say, you know, you put out there like, I want to know when I'm feeling a little bit burnt out or I want to catch myself when I'm doing this or having somebody that supports you in that journey too when they can kind of say like, are you taking on a lot right now and letting other people know that. And so for me, it's really about listening to my intuition. Like I can feel when something feels off and I think a lot of people are like, I don't know, like what's my intuition? telling me it's like you know sometimes you just want to stuff it down or you don't want to listen to it because it's going to require you to do something differently that might feel uneasy that might be unknown that might be hard and so it's like we avoid that we avoid that because we don't want to feel pain we don't want to feel the fear we don't want to do all these different things so it's like deep down you know you know when you're starting to feel that way especially now if your your awareness is open to it so you've listened to this podcast you now know like before you might not have had the awareness of it so yes it might have been kind of like a bypass 
podcasting thing. Whenever you have awareness around something, you can just ask to have, um, you know, the divine like knowledge to say, okay, when I'm starting to feel this way, can you give me a sign? Can you give me a, you know, something in my body? Can you show me something, whatever that might be that this isn't in alignment with me? But at the end of the day, it comes down to trusting yourself. It comes down to listening, to be able to trust, to be able to surrender to that. And that's how I avoid a lot of burnout in my business now because I know I can feel it in my body. I'm like, Ooh, I'm taking on too much. I said yes to too much. Or I look at my schedule and I'm like, all right, this looks like my old student affairs schedule where my Google calendar looks like Skittles threw up on it. Like I know that feeling. That's not what I'm in alignment with now. And going back to your values of life or business, mission, all of that and connecting back into it and seeing if it supports that. And then trusting yourself to have the power to say like, this is no longer serving me. And, you know, tell people that. So it's like if you committed to too much and now you're feeling overwhelmed go to that person and say I said yes to this I'm now feeling overwhelmed about it I need to remove myself from this you know can I help support you in whatever way it is if somebody else needs to take in or whatever that might be but there's so much power in that there's so much power in allowing yourself to honor your body especially if you're dealing with things like adrenal fatigue again it's a boundaries thing it's speaking your truth and it's standing in your power to be able to do all of these things damn I didn't even like think that that had to do with like a bypassing the discomfort and staying safe but that's also playing small and that's horrible and damn thank you (laughs) I wasn't even like expecting to hear that and I was like oh shit I have okay I get it all right so I'm just like wondering what the people listening to this are experiencing because that was just a huge uh, light bulb on moment for me so thanks for that um let me see this was a reader question so i'm having trouble like incorporating this really. um finding the right balance when you have too much to do one day and you feel tired and burned out and then on the other side of the coin when you feel like you're not doing enough and you feel guilt about it i personally feel like I've gotten better at this recently, but I've dealt with feeling unproductive and lazy and not worthy, I guess, if I don't do X, Y, and Z that I needed to get done, but could have waited till tomorrow that I'm procrastinating, that I'm horrible, that whatever. Um, How do you work through that? Or how can one work through that? Yeah, so I think it's really about the intention behind it. And so the intention that we have a lot of the times is a very linear intention that if we do, we will receive. If there's things that we have to get done, then we will receive something from it. So if there's, um, you know, three things that you need to do into your business, we get wrapped up into this, like, I got to get this done. I got to check this off. And then sometimes we overload and we put too many things on there thinking that that's going to be the thing that gets us to the next level or helps move our business forward or whatever it might be. When in reality, how I like to look at, you know, the receiving portal of everything and what we do, it looks more like an infinity sign where some days you probably are doing a little bit more in your business. Like you probably have a lot of different things that you're crossing off, but like, can you realistically do that every single day? No, I think honestly, what we do as humans is we just put a lot of pressure on ourselves to think that like, if we have a day where we get 20 things done and then the next day we get nothing done, that that's bad or that's that's not productive or that we're procrastinating 
fascinating when in reality it's like you're just a person like you are a person that sometimes gets a lot of things done and sometimes you don't don't make it mean good nor bad don't mean make it mean that something can't happen or that someone you know can't work with you or whatever that might be and I think we just really have to release a lot of the judgment around that and then if you feel like okay I am procrastinating then why like are you a um fearful of what's going to happen if you get this thing done and then someone wants to work with you or you know are you afraid that it, that you can't commit to something I guess there's something that's coming up around that so it's always like the deeper intention behind it but also like there's days where like I'm on fire and I feel like I got 20 things done and there's some days where I'm like I just need to take two naps today and I'm gonna allow myself to do that because I don't believe that like if I am doing more all the time that I'm going to receive more, I know that in me just being and enjoying and receiving that like, that's where a lot of like the magic really gets to happen. And so I'd say release the judgment, know that we live in like, um, more of an infinity sign world rather than like a, I'm drawing kind of like that two alligator mouse going in and out. And that you feel that way sometimes when you overload. So also be aware of where you're maybe making unrealistic expectations on yourself and then kind of just navigating that from there. So hopefully that kind of ties everything in. I think it does. I think it does. Thank you. Um, so going back to the whole burnout versus chronic illness situation, it seems like when you pour a little bit of love and attention into your burnout – eventually it dissipates, it goes away, and you're fine. With chronic illness, it's not necessarily that. Um, What is your experience with um, continuing to be in the receiving mode and still having some days where you have flare-ups and working through any other sort of relapsing judgment or that kind of stuff? Yeah, so... Honestly, like I just allow myself to feel into whatever I'm feeling for that day. And if that means that I need to move something around or that something's um, not getting done that day, then that's okay because I have other things that, yes, it's not a physical like seeing illness, but I feel it internally because if I just push through it, quote unquote, or get through it or just show up and do it anyway, my energy is not going to be received the same because I'm doing it again more of a, out of a force than a flow. And so when the, when I'm having like a flare up or I'm feeling really exhausted, I allow myself to feel that. I don't try to stuff it down. I don't try to make it mean anything. I don't try to guilt myself into it. Um, I'm just like, okay, this is what's coming up for me today. This is how I'm feeling. I'm going to allow myself to feel that way. And I think if you know you run a business and you're listening to this or you're in the workforce or whatever that might be like be you know stand in your power and have a conversation with your boss or your coach or or whomever your clients and say like this is what I'm feeling this way because you're going to give them the power to be able to do that too and so honoring your body I mean I take care of myself in that way where I will you know take a bubble bath or take an I mean for me it's mostly naps like that's where a lot of that tiredness comes from and just allowing myself to relax and chill out a little bit um rearranging like plans with friends if I need to or just letting people around me know I think that's what's so helpful because if you don't let people know and you don't tell people and you don't speak your truth around it then it's gonna seem off because you're like well what I don't get what's happening but you have to be able to like advocate for yourself in that way so then that way people know and then they're more likely to understand and support you in that journey too how would you suggest someone who is dealing with burnout feeling horrible all the time and that could just be the burnout but how how do you know when it's time to get more help 
Yeah. Um, honestly, like I, when I was feeling so exhausted and so much brain fog and so like out of my body and just different, I went and got help right away. And that's when I went and got the, you know, the consultation with a naturopathic doctor. It's when I started doing energy healing. It's when I started looking in every way that I could to be able to support myself in that. And so it's really like taking the leap, taking the jump to get that support that you need, getting the coaching, getting the therapy, getting the, you know, the doctor, the blood work, all of that. Um, and again, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, this might be me, then this is your permission to be able to go and do that you don't need a reason again you don't need a justification if you feel off you feel off go talk to somebody go do it and don't judge yourself and be like oh well should I wait it's not that bad all the time it's bad this time like no if you feel it and you feel that something's off go talk to somebody that's going to support you in that and then navigate it from there but don't give yourself kind of like that prejudgment of what it should or shouldn't be like because again I just thought that everybody in the world was tired and it wasn't me. And then I was like, no, this can't be right. And then I went on like a Google search. And after that, then I was like, okay, no, I need to stop Wikipediaing everything and go and just get support from someone. Yeah. And the fact is that like chronic illness looks different on everyone. So even if we're both struggling with Epstein-Barr, we don't necessarily have the same symptoms. Like I know there are not just like being tired all the time, but I think like palpitations, um, different weird tingling feelings throughout the body, um, a lot of other things. And for any chronic illness, it looks different in so many different people. So I feel like if definitely if you were thinking that like, yeah, this burnout might actually be something more than what I'm just thinking it is, definitely thank you for saying like, take this as permission to go do that because you are you are worth like taking care of even if it doesn't feel like it and even if you're too tired to and even if you don't feel like like you should you know you know you get it because you've done it (laughs) um but otherwise if people just think you're awesome and want to follow you where can they stay in touch with you yeah, so I'm on um, Instagram, Erin Nicole Coaching, and I have a podcast and Facebook group as well. It's Burnout to Breakthrough. So any of those places you can come hang. Yay! Thank you for being here. Oh, this was awesome. It's always nice to actually like sit down and talk to someone who I've been following for a while and like, you are a real person. I love it. So thanks. Yes, thank you. It's an honor to be here. Once again, I just wanted to thank Erin for coming on to the podcast and sharing her experiences, her wisdom, those good nuggets of information and little lessons to take away from the conversation. I loved having her on. Thank you, Erin. You're the best. And thank you all for listening to this episode of Self Love Letters. If you would like to follow me on Instagram, I don't know where you've been <laughs> you can follow me at msameka you can also follow the podcast account at self underscore love letters i check both the podcast instagram is going through some rebranding so um you might want to give it a follow and then see what happens yeah i'm done if you're interested in oh yeah something else i'm doing if you're interested in learning how to podcast 
stay tuned. Actually, um, click the link in the description of this episode and drop your email so you can get on the email list because I am creating an amazing resource on how to make a podcast that I'm not really talking about a lot yet, so it's fine. Enjoy your sneak peek. Bye! (laughs) Why do I do this?